it has helped us realize that we have to rally uh, around the people in these areas as much as we do the wildlife. You can't you can't help these animals if you don't help the the people that are there trying to protect them. Just help me out because I have the gift of gab and I've had two cups of coffee. Okay. Welcome everyone to Zoo Notable. We're kicking off our, my second season with a bang. I've got a super, super special guest tonight. We have Dave Johnson. He is a zookeeper and the founder of the Katie Edmondson Conservation Fund or KACF and uh, and we're just thrilled. He's an author, he's a zookeeper, and he's a conservationist at heart. And so with no further ado, let me introduce everyone to Dave Johnson. Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, PJ. So great that we can still stay connected after these years since I uh, met you at the AZAC conference. So thanks for having me on. Yes, yes, I was going to dive right in, like how, how do we know each other? As a zookeeper, I am very connected with the American Association of Zookeepers, and so been attending their conferences every year that I could. 2018 was my first official zoo fit, and you were there with, your, with the Katie, Katie Adamson Conversation Fund and your books, and that's where I found your books. So here at the Zoo Notable, we like to take these books and again, just distill all the wisdom that we can and share that on a, and for, for zookeepers, how we can apply this knowledge to improve our, our abilities with the job, but also to share with normal people who may not be zookeepers, just animal lovers and how they can take this animal wisdom, conservation wisdom and apply it to their own lives. And Dave's written a few books their children's books. We've had, we have Narayani, the yes. Unicorn of Nepal. So we've got Narayani, the Unicorn of Nepal. So all of my uh, listeners on my podcast can't see the <laughs> can't see the book book cover. We also have the Elephants of Denver. I think this was your first book, correct? Yep. And then first we book. also that one have, came out in 2012. 2012. And then uh, was this the, your new book at the time? The Zodiac Kids. This is the book that I, I absolutely adored when I was going through it. And, and then lo and behold, we have news that Dave has a new book coming out. So Dave, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the Katie Admison Fund, Conservation Fund and about your new future projects. Well, thanks, PJ, again, for letting me uh, have your show as a sounding board for conservation and animals. Um, I am, you know, a uh, true animal nerd. You know, that's all I really wanted to study and work with growing up. And I've had this desire since I, yeah, as far back as my memory goes, PJ, I've, I've just, you know, when I was little, I pretended I was an ostrich um, for days. And my mom took me to a therapist because she could not figure out what in the heck was wrong with her son. I wouldn't use a fork or my hands, I had wings and I would peck at my food. And my mom was just, I think she wanted to toss this one back, but uh, it was kind of funny because the doctor said that I would outgrow this. And my mom loved to laugh and she said, you never did. I uh, started working at the nature center in Asheville, North Carolina, when I was 15. I did a mountain lion sensitivity study with the Blue Ridge Parkway when I was 16. So I was working with cougars. And then I studied wildlife biology in school I was a whitewater rafting guide, so always being outdoors, 
you know, with people in nature was a, a big part of my life growing up on the Appalachian Trail there. And after college with a degree, I went from a zoo in South Carolina to a wildlife education center in Kentucky to uh, being a bear biologist in Alaska, trying to figure out my niche and landed at a zoo in Denver, Colorado. And I have been there for 23 years. And it's just been a way for, I guess, for me to expand upon all of my, my passion, having a community, writing kids books, taking people, traveling the world, all to work with uh, different communities and wildlife that's in their backyards. It's truly special for me. And I think uh, as a zookeeper, I found a platform by being able to teach. And with writing The Elephants of Denver, it took about six years to get that little book out. That process led me to understand that, you know, this is a great way. We, we made about $17,000 that summer with Elephants of Denver. We had just opened up a new elephant facility in 2000. And so it was really a great way to combine elephant passion with the, the people in our uh, Denver community. So then next year, I wrote Narayani, the, the rhino book about Nepal that we had been traveling to and got to meet this little orphan rhino. And then the Zodiac Kids, the one you mentioned, is a very special project. All the books deal with uh, Sissy Sally Sassafras as their main character. This is a little girl that I created when I was in Alaska and I was snowed in in a tent for a few weeks and going kind of stir crazy. So it was kind of like all work and no play, make Dave a, a dull boy. And so I was writing kids poems and, and had this little girl as a center figure of conservation. And so, uh, so it kind of stuck. And the sassafras was my favorite tree growing up in the South. You know, it smelled like root beer. Uh, and so I just started creating these poems for kids to connect them with animals, but using a muse of a young girl instead of preaching from a, an adult pulpit. I wanted them to be hearing this from a, from a youngster. And so that's how the whole book idea came out. Instead of a zodiac sign, which they don't understand by the stars, Taurus or Sagittarius, now they have a zodiac sign. And so if you're born in April, your, your totem animal is the elephant. This month, September, it's the tiger. So that was just a way to connect with kids on a deeper level and to be able to have a rallying point, all the schools and stuff that I go to on my days off. Um, this next book I have coming out for the holidays is called I Am Katie. And it's about Katie leaving the, the reins of conservation over to the next generation and focusing in on some of our really special partners around the world, conservationists in Uganda, in Nepal, in Tanzania, in Costa Rica, and, and how they are working to keep this uh, KACF and Katie legacy moving forward. And the book is going to be translated into Swahili, Spanish, and Nepalese. Now, that is amazing. You're going to be reaching so many great you know, future conservationists, and I am super excited. Once again, introduced to you in 2018, grabbed my copies, and, and now I can't wait. And I love that you are using these funds to help conservation. That this, all the proceeds from these books, the Zodiac Kids and your new book, goes to fund KACF and working you know to protect rhinos protect elephants protect all you know all creatures around the world so can you do you mind again i'm sure this is a little bit of what the book said no spoilers but 
Can you tell us a little bit about Katie? Yeah, tell us a little bit about the inspiration for this conservation fund. Yes, it's a sad story, but it's a, it kind of ends with some happiness for us. Um, Katie Adamson was a zoo crew member starting at 13 years old. She joined the Zoo Explorer Post, uh, which is through the Boy Scouts. And so Katie joined the Explorers when she was 14. And I had the privilege of working with her the zoo as an Explorer Scout, then as an intern, and then as a temp keeper at the zoo. She went through hoofstock and then primates and was getting her wildlife biology degree. She got a, a Ewing sarcoma. She got a childhood cancer that they found when she fell off her horse and rode horses. That was part of her passion growing up was, was horses. Very important to her development of loving animals. But the Ewing sarcoma hit her pretty hard and kept coming back. She would get to start college again and then would get sick again. And it finally took Katie from us. And I, uh, it was very hard on our community to lose this individual, but it, it had a rallying cry for me, got me up off the couch a little bit. And I went to talk to her parents and I said, you know, I, I've been wanting to start this nonprofit for my books and these trips that we started. And, uh, you know, I can't do all this, you know, myself. I'm looking to do a community-based connection that will get us all out and about. And, and I would like to use your, your daughter and her legacy. And so the Adamsons were, I think, stunned that somebody would want to use her name and, and keep that going. But they, they agreed. And I think now they realize that this movement has just been, been life-changing not just for me, but it's been very uplifting for their family and for our community. And at our night event last week, PJ, I got to let the community know after only seven years, the KACF reached a huge milestone. And uh, we, uh, we have brought in over $1 million to our fund for conservation in just wow. seven short years. So that was pretty huge. <laughs> that is huge. Congratulations. Hold Thank on. you. My Our first year, we made $10,000. And I was just like, wow, as a, as a zookeeper, I'm like, I would have never been able to donate $10,000 to anything. You know, we just don't make that kind of money. But to go from $10,000 to $41,000 the next year, then $87,000, and just see the growth, it's been really wonderful, PJ. And, and the community is just really behind everything that we've been doing. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing about that. And Yes, I can, again, feel that, feel your loss with your words. So I it's still, I know it's, it's been some time, but, you know, my condolences to everyone in the community, but thank you for, for starting this because again, using that, using that loss as a, as a, to propel us forward. How we rally, you know, how we take those circumstances and what we do with that um, really defines us, you know, and, and I think if you have hardship put before you, you're, you're going to have to rise above that. And with the, the KACF and starting this nonprofit, you know, and, and changing lives uh, around the world, all in Katie's name, it's been very, very special for me. I think, you know, when you lose an animal or when you lose a friend and a colleague, I don't think you should ever become callous over that loss, um, but take it and generate some positivity. Yeah, I like I like that little sentiment. You know, use 
it kind of gives us a little bit of resiliency and yes. um, you know this and this past year I've, I've i've seen in a lot of zookeepers and a lot of animal care professionals in general well we'll just say in the world in general we've seen a little bit of a what, what we call in this field burnout and compassion fatigue and to see something like some positive from it we may we may have lost someone due to the pandemic we may have you know, we may have lost our job. You know, what what is a positive that could come come out of this? And and I know that's hard to see, but like using that as propulsion to help us become the brighter a brighter version of ourselves. So again, I I took the opportunity that with the with the pandemic itself, everything got shut down. I had a dozen talks or so get canceled, and I decided well, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do now? And I started doing videos. I started doing webinar webinars rather than in person. Mm -hmm. I started a podcast. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> uh, so things, if, I, I don't like, I don't typically like the whole things happen for a reason, but obstacles actually are opportunities in disguise. So the, yes. the losses in our life are actually a door opening to a, a brand new, and uh, and potentially life changing, not just for you, but for others. And that's what I see. What the KACF has been doing is opening doors of conservation. So I do want to talk a little bit about specifically about Zodiac Kids, and then we can get back to I am Katie. But I really I I have I have little tabs here all the all the months. So. Just a breakdown. Once again, you did a great job. So Zodiac Kids is kind of like a, a calendar. It's a monthly theme, so to speak. So you can have your Zodiac sign with the, with the animal. But I also took it as a, as a chance to like each month I can focus on something brand new. And just, you know, this is the month of the polar bear. And or as you said, September, we're the, the month of the tiger focusing on whether what is a tiger what is it you know what is it what does it do why is it in trouble what can I do to help and I also have like again for me like what's some what's what can I learn from the tiger and um, for me I, I've actually discovered that tigers are only successful five to seven percent every time they they hunt which is insane if we only had a five percent chance of success when we when we went for something, we would never leave the house. I, I'm not kidding. If I only had a five percent chance of getting the job, I wouldn't apply. If I only, but the tiger doesn't give up. The tiger keeps going. It has a five percent chance of catching its prey, but it keeps trying. And uh, and I think that's absolutely genius. Something that I I take with me and I I learn. Even if that even if I only have a 5% chance of someone saying yes, let's go for it. To channel your inner tiger. I channel your inner tiger when, you, when, you're, when you're going for your, your big dream. So, so I'll ask you, so what's your zodiac sign? <laughs> my, my zodiac sign is uh, the wolf. And that was uh, my favorite animal growing up. So I picked that as my totem. We're doing some wolf work up in Yellowstone, and we're creating a wolf syllabus. Colorado just passed 
document in our state legislature that we're going to bring back wolves and reintroduce them to Colorado like they did in Yellowstone. So the wolf for me, you know, was my totem animal and, you know, family oriented, social. I just, I loved the, uh, the, the resonance and getting to see a wolf for the first time in Alaska when I was there, it was, uh, probably one of the most exciting things. I was like, wow, it was a pinch me moment, PJ, because here I was, you know, in this amazing country and a wolf is just sitting there watching me put my tent up. For me, the wolf was my totem. And that's why I, I chose that for May. When I go to schools now and have kids cheering, you know, that they, you know, oh my gosh, you know, the sea turtle is my favorite. And my birthday is in August and I had no idea that you were going to pick the sea turtle for me. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really been kind of great to, uh, to allow kids a chance to have this connection. The KACF is now working with all 12 species that are totems. So, so we can say that at schools, if little Mary wants to know what we're doing with jaguars, cause she's born in February. I can list all the things we're doing for jaguars. Uh, so that made it very special. That does make it a, a very, very special. I also love that you you give conservation actions each month too. So again, mm -hmm. with, for your month, again, it's about, I actually even see like appreciating the, the wild. So in my own program, I, I recommend getting outside, experiencing nature. And if, if any of my clients say, hey, what do you recommend I do to relax, to unwind? I'm like, get outside, just <laughs> take a walk and uh, go, <laughs> right. go outside. And I think that's one of the best ways that we can actually promote, specifically even wolf. I've actually combined wolf conservation with getting outside because we appreciate wild spaces. We appreciate nature. And that's what wolves need this in this day and age. So again, you want to help save wolves, start by just going outside and just reveling in, in nature and letting that appreciation grow to, to conserve our wild spaces and protect the spaces that wolves need to stay wild. You ironically also picked one of my original favorite animals that again, I moved to Florida because I wanted to work with uh, with whales and dolphins, and <laughs> but November's uh, zodiac sign is the orca. And living in Pacific Northwest now, I live right outside the Puget Sound. We have orcas that visit our area pretty frequently. But you talk about fish, you know, eating sustainably sourced fish is a big big component. Right now, this is again the big thing, a big drive in the Pacific Northwest. Our orcas are, are declining. There's several different reasons. Um, there's, but what a big factor is, is their food. The resident orcas in the Washington area, they eat only Chinook salmon or king salmon. That's the only fish that they will eat. And so when those populations, when the king salmon populations are decreasing, whether it's from overfishing or from, you know, that affects the orca population. So once again, just a simple action that we can take is eating sustainably sourced seafood to help, you know, your zodiac sign of November, the orca, again, a great iconic animal for the Northwest. You couldn't have picked a better animal to, 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 uh, to symbolize sustainability.
Before we continue with Arzu Notable, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. I couldn't do these Notables without them. So we'll be right back after these messages. ZooFit is a self-funded program helping others achieve success through positive training methods, but we can't do it alone. I need you, yes, you listening to us right now to help spread the word and spread the joy of positive fitness for your body, mind, and soul. Joining Patreon is an easy and affordable way to connect with me on ZooFit, support my current and future projects, and let ZooFit shine as we change people's lives so we can change the world. Join other hummingbirds like Stephanie, Liz, and Sarah, or even join Rochelle for the ZooFit tribe to earn more wisdom and bonus materials, including sneak peeks at my new books. The link for Patreon is in the description down below. Thank you for your support. Now let's get back to our Zoo Notable. That you have, so I also know that you you have a special affection for except for some of these animals. So which are, which are some of your, your top favorites? Well, being a pachyderm keeper, I think uh, rhinos and elephants are definitely going to get that call. You know, we started our Nepal work for greater one-horned rhinos. So that rhino is very special to me. Um, elephants, I, I fell in love with Henrietta the elephant at our nature center when I was a kid and just could just watch her for, for hours. And our nature center had uh, mostly indigenous wildlife. You know, we had deer and black bear, mountain lions, but we had an elephant for some reason. I can't remember now why Henrietta was there amongst the wild turkey and the bobcats, but that little nudge pushed me into, uh, you know, being very invested in pachyderms and growing up when, you know, horn and, and ivory were being sold. And, you know, I, I was a child of the eighties. And so there was a lot of poaching and stuff going on. So I became very interested in, in saving uh, the wildlife and, and creating some places for them to, to live safely amongst humanity and try to help. And, and so that's one of the things that we do is uh, try to establish some ways that people and wildlife can live together harmoniously, mm -hmm. uh, like creating beehive fences that helps the people with honey and wax. And it also, the bees scare elephants away from their gardens and protect their family. So I'd say pachyderms, very special to me, along with the, the wolf. Getting to know all of these individuals, hopefully in the book, people can see that if you protect these big enigmatic species, that you're, you're helping everything that's under that umbrella of protection. So you give the polar bears a bunch of space to live, PJ. That's our January animal. And you obviously, like in the book, I have a, a snowy owl. These other creatures get to, uh, get to live out their best lives because you're protecting orangutans, because you're protecting you know, sea turtles and, and penguins and, and everything else. So for me, each one has a very special place in my heart now. And the orca, you know, we were just up in Seattle 2019 and we did a big event and we're supporting Dr. Giles' work with those resident pods. And she actually has um, a dog that sniffs out orca poop. Yes. And, and her name is Eba. And Eba, she's out of the University of Washington. And Eba sniffs the poop that's on the top of the water, the slick, and they can collect that and they can check for cortisol levels for stress in the pods. 
they can check the DNA and see which animal actually just was here. Was it J-pod? Was it K-pod? Which animal defecated here? Um, so it's really interesting. So we've been supporting her work to try to help minimize this conflict and try to help make better decisions for these resident pods. So the orca has now become, you know, one of my favorite. And so this is actually due to the Zodiac kids and our connections globally, it's created this, this resonance with me with all of these animals. And it's made all of them so special because they're not only in the book, but they're living their lives out uh, in the wilderness right beside us sometimes, you know, which is, which is incredible. Even if you don't use like to choose your Zodiac sign, just go through each month and just learn a little bit more, get just deeper in appreciation for that particular animal. So January, dive in with the polar bears and, and with December, you know, go tromping with the, with the rhinos and just learn a little bit more, take some time and discover some simple, simple actions. And there's some actions that I've heard uh, were like, well, I don't buy ivory. So for, for saving the elephants, but the United States is actually still number two in the world for importing ivory. And again, you may not be buying it, but we can still have an impact on saving elephants by writing our, to our Senate, writing to our, to our elective leaders and telling them, close these loopholes, um, help stop the demand for, uh, for poaching for the ivory. So again, even if you don't buy it, somebody still is and we can still do our part. So again, learning these, these little tiny messages that we can impart. So again, thank you for that. And this is also one of the things I think that just speaks to me is that this is what I try and do with ZooFit is I share these amazing stories with anim about animals, about you know the tiger. And, and then I go a little bit further and say, hey, what can you do to help save tigers? Oh, I don't know. There's not much I can do. Well, there, you know, there's actually quite a bit we can do. It starts by taking care of ourselves. And, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, we struggled a lot this past year with compassion fatigue. And again, it starts with self-care. Like what's one small thing that I can do, take care of myself, but also has a better you know, impact on the, on the planet itself. And so that's where I, I created Zoofit Safari, which does a little bit similar to what you do. I have a conservation connection each, each safari that I do. We learn a little bit more about our eating habits, our workout habits, our healthy habits. Then we find out how this all connects to conservation, how we can sleep better and save the world and how we can appreciate nature a little bit more, visit the zoo, also again, grow our, our appreciation for nature and support conservation at the same time. So again, I just can't recommend this book. Again, for all my listeners at home <laughs> with, my, <laughs> with my Zodiac Kids book, but this is not the end for, for the KACF. We actually, again, as you mentioned, you have a new book coming out. And can you tell us a little bit more about you know, the book and some future projects that you have in store? Yeah, the, the book, we want to, we've, we've had one of our hoofstock keepers, her boyfriend was a tattoo artist, lost his job during COVID. You know, nobody could get tattoos. And so we were looking at also, it's, you know, KACF is so community oriented that uh, 
we hired him to do the artwork for I Am Katie. And so he did some, uh, some, some artwork of Katie and some wildlife around the planet and uh, focusing in on some of our partnerships. So we highlight Carolina in Costa Rica, and she's one of our Jaguar PhD students that takes our community to work with Jaguar conservation. She's trying to do some things on the Caribbean side with protecting livestock from Jaguars so there's no retaliation killings. So keeping pigs and goats and stuff locked up at night and, and doing some educational stuff with families. And the book concentrates on, on different people um, and Katie kind of letting them dictate this new spread of passion around the planet. And so uh, if it's not Carolina, it's Brian with gorillas in, in Uganda. It's Doma in Nepal. Doma lost her mom to a rhino when she was a little girl. Her mom was collecting firewood. Instead of that, you know, creating this negative impact, it made Doma want to protect rhinos and help people. So she started a nonprofit that she helps get financial assistance to families that are dealing with what her family did, losing family members to, to wildlife conflict. And so getting these important people out there for, for people in our organization and, uh, and our world to realize that there's so much positivity going on in the world. Tanzania, we're focusing on Diana and Chambe. And sometimes in some of these countries where women are marginalized, Diana is the only chief warden in Tanzania uh, amongst 29 men. And so, uh, so bees and elephants and Diana are such a good combination. They're all girl power. And so, uh, so, you know, bees are female dominant, so are elephant societies and Diana being the only chief warden. So we sent a group of women over to do a women in conservation trip. And we did a little documentary on that. We sent like uh, eight ladies over to work with Diana and Judith, who's also one of our partners in Tanzania. So it's just been fun to create some problem solving with these books. And, and I Am Katie is just a, a way of letting people know some of the little gems that we've discovered, PJ, along the way, some of these people. And during COVID, more than any time before, it has helped us realize that we have to rally uh, around the people in these areas as much as we do the wildlife. You can't, you can't help these animals if you don't help the, the people that are there trying to protect them. Oh, that is powerful. Yes. Thank you for, for sharing that too. And, and it's great. You've had this opportunity to learn more about the people and learning that without saving, helping the people, we, we won't, we won't be able to save the species. And that's exactly. really, really important. Again, self-care, take care of yourself, take care of the people and the communities. And that's, that is the pathway to saving saving your, your favorite species, saving the, the planet in itself. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. This is a really powerful organization. You're just a terrific person. How can people get involved? People can buy our books. They can have me out for talks and lectures. You know, we try to travel and get out to be face-to-face. -face. We have night events that we schedule, like the one in Seattle. We made about $2,000 for Orca. We came out there with some Orca art. So COVID has kind of uh, had us backpedaling a little bit, trying to reinvent ourselves. We're selling South Africa safaris right now, um, and half of the money goes directly to our conservation work. 
So you can get a South Africa safari PJ for $2,500, six nights in South Africa, uh, game drives, all your meals for $2,500, $1,250 goes directly to conservation and $1,250 goes to their organization. So we've sold 109 safaris and I'm going to be leading trips to South Africa for the next three years. So going on these trips with us uh, also generates excitement and revenue for us. I'm going to be climbing Kilimanjaro next October. So it again fits in well with your fitness training, getting people out on the top of the, the, the roof of Africa. And after that, we go put in beehives uh, down with our community. So, uh, so lots of ways, you know, you can go work with sea turtles with us in, in Costa Rica. You can go check out our vet hospital in Nepal, buying our books and getting just engaged with us, I think helps out a lot and spreading our messaging. You know, it, it just helps create new friendships and new, new wrinkles in our conservation world. And you never know when the next amazing donor or supporter or traveler is going to come from um, when you engage. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And again, I guess I can't, I can't ex emphasize enough. They, these, these books, Dave Johnson has written, maybe for kids, you know, maybe written with the intent for kids, but adults can definitely impart a lot of that wisdom to help make yourself a little bit better, appreciate nature and just make the world a little bit a little bit brighter as well. So thanks for sharing your wonderful stories and, and your wonderful experience. Once again, that is the, uh, this Dave Johnson, you've got the Katie Adamson Conservation Fund. Where can we find you online? We're on Facebook and Instagram and uh, our website is www.kacf.eco. And you can find out more about all the things we're doing on our website, like our night events. Go to the website. You can join our newsletter. We try to reach out to everybody about once a month. The talk that we just had Wednesday night was uh, on wild dogs and penguins. So we're focusing on some of the African components. But if you're on the newsletter off the website, you can uh, find out everything that we're doing and maybe when we're coming to visit. Yeah, so uh, those are some great ways to connect with us and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We have a social media director. I am not very technology savvy, but we have our other volunteers and our board that uh, help out with all of that stuff. So uh, I can just do the animal, animal based passion part. <laughs> Thank you again, Dave. Again, those books, Zodiac Kids, the KACF. Once again, check them out. Thank you, Dave. And remember everyone here to keep again, reading a little bit more learning more about ourselves, our, our nature, and the world around us to make it a little bit better today, tomorrow, and forever. Keep eating clean, living green, training positive, and I'll talk to you all next time. Thanks, PJ. That's all I've got for this great book. Let me know your thoughts. What big idea resonated the most with you? And how can you incorporate that into your life starting today? And share some of your favorite books that you'd love to see a Zoo Notable on. Thank you to my patrons, Rochelle, Sarah, Liz, and Stephanie. Keep working on becoming the best versions of yourselves today, tomorrow, and forever for you, your community, the animals, and the planet. Take care, and I'll see you all next time.